Magic and Medicine, a monthly podcast where we explore the realms of magic, medicine, and the liminal space in between. I am your host, Sarah Rain, and thank you for joining me where the magic happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Magic and Medicine. I am, as always, so happy to be here with you. I have missed you, and I'm happy to be back. If you listened to last month's episode, you might recall that I said this May episode might be late, um, and it is because I was traveling and out of town during the beginning of May, and now I'm back home in Portland and settling, settled, settling back in and ready to get back into my rhythms and to share my energy and my voice and the collective medicine of May with you. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. This is our monthly episode that I do each month and this is for the month of May 2022. So this episode is called Evolution Through Radical Presence. That's just kind of a big, (laughs) big theme, and we'll be getting into some more granular themes uh, throughout the episode. So just to give you an idea of what to expect this episode, um, in just a moment I'll give you just a few personal updates of how you can work with me this month and what I've got going on. After that, I will talk about the May vibes, which are channeled vibes and energies um, that come through my channel that I share with you all each month. After that, I'll give a brief astro weather forecast, astro update, remembering that I am not an astrologer, just an astrology enthusiast. Um, but I like to be aware of the dates of when things are happening because it can have <laughs> an impact on my life and probably your life. After that, we'll take a real quick break for the sponsor and then we will get into our tarot reading, our collective tarot reading for the month of May. And to finish out the episode today, I will be reading something that I wrote uh, back in 2019 in Virgo season. I wrote it and it is called Back to Earth. So I just wanted to give you all just a little vocal oral medicine to close out the episode today. All right. So as far as updates, I only have one uh, public event coming up this month, and that is the Reiki Level 1 training. Reiki Level 1, Activate Your Sacred Energy, coming up on May 14th and 15th at Earthspace PDX here in Portland, Oregon. I am very excited about this training. I love teaching Reiki. I love sharing the gift of this beautiful energy, this beautiful healing energy with others. And this is going to be the last time that I will teach Reiki until the fall probably like maybe September October so if you live in Portland if you've been curious if you've been feeling the call um, then this 
opportunity is available for you. And of course, if you have any questions about whether or not learning Reiki, you know, is right for you or would be helpful for you along your path, along your healing journey, you're always welcome to reach out to me, you know, by email. Um, you can also DM me on Instagram and also, of course, on our website on the firebirdhealingarts.com. Um, there is a full page with lots and lots of information about the Reiki training as well as some frequently asked questions. So if you're curious if this is sparking something within you, I invite you to explore that curiosity and see about whether or not this is the time for you to learn Reiki. Uh, besides that, I don't have any other public events going on. I am back home. My books are open. You're welcome to work with me. Welcome to book a one-on-one -on -one session. I offer them online or in person. I offer Reiki tarot and intuitive sound healing, a little bit of <laughs> intuitive coaching at times for good measure for those who desire it. And I also offer appointment packages and those are beginning to book up, which I'm very happy about. Um, so if you're curious and you know interested in working with me in a bit more of an intensive way over the course of three months, um, then you can also find those on the Firebird Healing Arts website. All right, so that is all for my updates, my dears. Now let us get into the vibes. All right, so as I mentioned, these are vibes or energies that come through my intuitive channel. And as with everything that I share on this podcast, but especially the kind of collective readings and messages, you are welcome to take whatever works for you and leave whatever doesn't work for you. So the first vibe for the month of May is cacophony of sensations, cacophony of sensations. So yeah, feeling into this, this is definitely about, you know, Taurus season in general and about how... Our senses are enlivened or activated or, you know, more sensitive or more visceral during this time for some of us. Um, this is also about the, you know, <laughs> wildness of the, you know, astrology that's going on, the wildness of just the energy that's in the air. If you follow astrology, you might know that as of today, today is May 9th when I'm recording this, um, we are right in the middle of eclipse season um, of our two-week eclipse season window on um, that Taurus and Scorpio eclipses that I'll talk about later in the episode but we're right smack dab in the middle of it Mercury is about to go retrograde tomorrow you know Venus moved into Aries and uh, Jupiter is about to move into Aries so there's you know and but we're still in the sun is in Taurus and there's just you know a lot <laughs> there's a lot happening I guess there's always a lot happening um but I feel like you know that shift yeah coming out of April um moving into May and then like the way that just the energy is growing right now um it can be intensive and it can be pleasurable or it can be emotional or it can be all of the above um you might feel like super embodied and slow or you might feel like some sense of urgency or some sense of confusion or some sense of like old, you know, wounds being activated. Um, there's, you know, a cacophony of sensations that is possible during this month. And this kind of leads very well into our next theme, which is remain steady amongst the winds of change. 
Yeah. So as I mentioned, you know, we've got the Mercury retrograde, you know, basically, basically happening. We've got our eclipse season, you know, and also the kind of energetic reverberations that happen, you know, after eclipse season. And we, yeah, and we are moving from Taurus into Gemini, which is like a pretty big energetic shift this month. So basically, the energies around you will shift, are shifting, you know, nothing in the world is static. Um, But through it all, you know, through those winds of change, you know, blowing about, the invitation is to see how steady you can remain see how anchored you can remain see how rooted you can remain and it might not you know be possible to remain steady or rooted in all of the ways that you might like that your mind might be like yeah that would be good um because you know sometimes the winds of change come for the very deep parts of us um and sometimes we need to be moved by the winds of change but even if that's happening even if parts of you are evolving if parts of you are being shifted and changing what can you still hold to what can remain steady what parts of you whether that be your body your routine the way you take care of yourself um you know your mind your meditation practice like you know whatever it is your journaling practice whatever it is like what can remain steady amidst a lot of exterior shifts and change changes Um, And that is the invitation. Um, And that is also part of like, you know, partly has to do with the episode title this month, Evolution Through Radical Presence. For me, the idea of that is, again, that like, (laughs) things will change, things are changing. And also as humans, like, we are changing from moment to moment, from second to second, our energy, our emotions, you know, everything about us, it has the propensity to change from second to second. So, you know, evolution through radical presence means to me means like how how much can you stay present with yourself through all of these changes, through whatever's happening, through your emotions, through the hard parts, through the super ecstatic parts, like is it possible to feel and understand and witness and acknowledge and be present with everything that you feel, all of the sensations, all of the sensory activations, um, whether that be physical sensations or emotional or energetic or spiritual sensations. Um, can you kind of ride that wave? Can you be fully present and witnessing to, you know, all of these different incarnations of being a human who's sensitive, who has sensations, who has emotions and who has energy? Um, and, you know, ideally through that, through that radical presence and through that intentionality, and even if that means like things don't seem to be going well, even if that means like you, you know, you had an intention and, and it's not, you know, working out the way that you thought it was in real life, like, can you be present with that? Be present with whatever, you know, grief or disappointment you might feel, um, from something not working out as you had expected and can you then choose to pivot and still 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 stay with yourself despite that and in the new direction that you're moving in and if so if you're able to stay radically present then that op- opportunity for evolution comes because it shows you that like yes I can change yes I can choose differently Um, And yes, I can create new habits or make different kinds of decisions or be resilient during times of strife. Um, 
So just kind of interjecting a tangent um, about the title in our list of vibes here. Uh, but I will continue on with the vibes. Um, so the next vibe is retrace your steps to choose the path of greatest alignment. Again, retrace your steps to choose the path of greatest alignment. So I think this is, yeah, this also, again, like most of these, because it's such a heavy energy this month, most of these have like have an energy about the retrograde or about the eclipse. And so this one is definitely about that, which is like eclipse season and retrogrades can, you know, stir up things from our past, stir up past decisions Um, especially stir up past like situations or relationships that aren't fully resolved yet and that you know in some way or another our you know subconscious or our soul um, or who whatever and whoever whichever part of us is is asking for or desiring a resolution Um, and sometimes that you know that can mean you know past relationships like it's definitely a stereotype that like you know, exes kind of come back around uh, during retrogrades and Mercury retrograde. Um, but it's not just about that. It's also about like, you know, your relationships with yourself. It's also about your life path. Um, and so sometimes like, as I was speaking about, you know, a few moments ago, like being able to change your mind and being able to choose differently, sometimes that requires retracing your steps and assessing like, oh, this thing, like, I thought that this wasn't really serving me, or I thought that I could do better. And I, you know, I went this direction, but really, you know, I kind of want to go back to this place because, you know, there were these situations and these opportunities and this possibility, you know, in this place that would allow me to choose a different direction that I think, you know, would be better for me. And however, you know, that might not apply to your life exactly. um, But just like being willing no matter what your personal situation is being willing to to review and to assess and even if that doesn't mean that you make any immediate changes or any big shifts in your right life right now being willing to gather that data and gather that information and allow that information and that knowledge and that wisdom and that context to bolster your decision making moving forward Um, So again, like taking stock of everything that (laughs) worked and didn't work um, during these retrogrades, during this eclipse portal, and, you know, being able to use that information wisely to move forward. The next theme is flirt with new ideas and connections, flirt with new ideas and connections. So yeah, we're, you know, we're blooming, we're opening, we're rolling along, um, and we're, you know, rolling right into Gemini season, um, which is coming up next week for us here. And so, you know, (laughs) the stereotype of Geminis are that they're flirty, which, you know, is kind of, kind of true. I guess we can't say, we can say not all Geminis, but, you know, most, most Geminis love them, of course, absolutely love them. Um, So that's kind of where the language of this comes from. But flirt with new ideas and connections. So again, like we're, we're talking a lot about, about change in these themes. We're talking a lot about like willingness. Um, So this can be a willingness to take a risk. This can be 
a willingness to, you know, form a new kind of relationship or a new kind of connection, you know, even one that you haven't, you know, thought before that you haven't considered or that you weren't haven't thought was right for you and of course this can be you know referring to polyamory in a romantic relationship or in a in your own romantic practice whether or not you're in relationship with someone Um, but this can also be referring to you know new kinds of collaborations new kinds of partnerships whether that be you know business creative collaborative this can also be referring to new kinds of community support and social groups and social connections um, or new ways of running your business new offers new offerings new ways of like expressing yourself in the world um you know this is a really expansive theme flirting with new ideas and connections um so whatever you know whatever feels lit up for you and whatever feels like exciting for you and like you have some curiosity around that would be the direction to take this in for yourself Uh, The next theme is let the sunshine in. Yes, like the song. Um, (laughs) Let the sunshine in. And I think like, you know, sometimes when we think about and this actually, uh, let me actually just speak on the next theme and I'm going to speak about both of these together. Let the sunshine in and the next one is there is richness and beauty in the simplest of pleasures. So where both of these is coming from is just like, Yeah, there can be this idea that like in order to, you know, do our self-care, in order to be indulgent, in order to, you know, satisfy our pleasures, like it might need to be complicated or take a lot of time or cost a lot of money or it might feel like a little bit naughty, like we need to like have chocolate, but we're like not supposed to have chocolate or whatever. Um, (laughs) There, there is a kind of I think, association with self-care, with treating yourself, you know, that implies that it's like that. However, I want to invite you to think about how you can indulge in literally like the simplest of sensations. So that can mean the sun on your skin, like laying still on the earth for five whole minutes not looking at your phone um you know taking a walk and you know the rain begins to fall on your skin but it's like a little bit warm out still so it's okay and it feels kind of refreshing um listening to the birds you know outside of your window literally smelling a flower um stretching your legs you know like moving your body dancing to music like without any kind of agenda or any kind of idea that it should look good but only paying attention to how it feels um drinking tea drinking tea with a friend in a cafe if you feel good about that um you know these are just some examples um but again like you know pleasure doesn't need to cost anything uh and you know it's possible to feel pleasure and feel gorgeous and beautiful sensations just by being in the world just by breathing you know can breathing be pleasurable can meditating be pleasurable um you know what (laughs) what is it for you um so just thinking about that and like you know if you haven't yet spent a lot of time treating yourself this tourist season um 
think about how you can. And if it, you know, if you don't feel like you have the capacity or the budget to do some kind of grand self-care situation, um, see what's free for you from Mother Earth. See what's available for you um, just from being in your body and from having these senses that allow you to experience the world. Um, and let the sunshine in. And let the sunshine in also means like let the earth uh let the earth help you. Let the earth cheer you up. Let the earth warm you and nourish your your spirit, right? Like she's here, you know, to help us. And by, you know, by the earth, I guess I don't mean the actual earth. I guess I mean nature at, at large um, because the sun is obviously a separate body from the earth. Um, but I just mean, yeah, nature and the earth because, of course, the earth is super healing as well. All right, so we are going to get into the astrology of the month. Again, I am not an astrologer. I am an astrology enthusiast, and I like to stay informed um, so that I can help you stay informed as well. So we're in Taurus season right now. We are all up in it. Um, I love Taurus season. I think it's like a very lovely and pleasurable time, Um, and I am... I mean, if you've discerned by now from listening to this podcast, um, pleasure is very important to me um, and feeling, you know, embodied and in my body is very important to me. And I feel like Taurus season is a really, really good time to, you know, to work with both of those energies. Um, So Taurus is a fixed earth sign. It is the sign of the bull. Um, it's associated, as I've mentioned last episode and a little bit alluded to here, it's associated with like, you know, earthly bodily pleasures. Taurus is ruled by Venus. So again, Venus is, you know, about pleasure amongst a lot of things. Uh, also about like beauty and, uh, you know, romance and <laughs> the divine feminine and uh, also, you know, finances and wealth. Um, those are all some of the energies associated with Venus. So as far as our lovely Tauruses, our lovely bulls, um, yeah, they're fixed earth. So they're like doubly, doubly (laughs) fixed. They're like super steady at times, immovable at times, stubborn. That is okay. It is okay to be stubborn sometimes, Um, you know, within, (laughs) I was going to say within reason, but I guess I really can't quantify that for anyone. Um, So some of the other, you know, as I said, Taurus is associated with all of the bodily pleasures. So that can be like growing and smelling flowers that can be eating delicious food or wine or chocolate that can be, you know, tending to your sensuality or sensory experiences in your body. Um, I think that the Taurus energy is beautifully slow. I really, really enjoy the slowness of it. Um, they're super hardworking, of course, like all of our earth signs in general. Um, they love their habits and they can be, you know, predictable. Um, and they are ruled by the Hierophant card in the tarot. So Taurus season you know, as I mentioned, (laughs) is a really good time to treat yourself because the energies are just kind of ripe for it. You might feel yourself, you know, moving a little bit slowly. Um, And if so, I mean, let me say that I have been moving like very, very slowly this month. I usually am a slow person, but this month I've been like kind of like molasses and I'm, I'm really not 
you know, upset about it. Um, and if you're like me and if you'll recall, you know, I really thoroughly burnt myself out during area season, like really, really quickly. Um, and so I was like outputting like a lot and a lot and a lot of energy. And then, you know, I was traveling at the end of, or at the beginning of tourist season rather, um, and, you know, seeing people, which was so, so fun. And like, I had a really great trip, um, but it was also, you know, exhausting. So I feel like in the last week I've just been like so tired. Um, and, you know, potentially the, the interplay for you as well between like the energy that you've been expending and the kind of like, you know, urgency and fieriness of the Aries season energy. And also like, we're still having Aries energy, even though the sun has moved out of Aries, um, you know, potentially all of that <laughs> might've exhausted you and might've burnt you out too. So you might need like extra, 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 extra rest and recuperation time, even in a way that feels like, like it's too much. Like you might actually just need that to make up for the deficiency of, you know, exerting your energy during airy season. And, you know, maybe that doesn't apply to you. Um, but I, I definitely am feeling it and feel like I'm kind of still recovering. And so I am definitely taking tourist season to like, you know, I am working, I'm working steadily as, as our Taurian bull does. Um, but I'm also prioritizing resting my body. And because, you know, part of that, you know, has to do with the general idea of of being embodied, of being in a body, which is that like, ideally, you're able to listen to your body and you're able to listen to your body's cues about, you know, when they want rest, when they want food, when they want water, when they want a bath, when they want to walk an exercise, like to go to a party, you know, your body usually, usually has some information about what it really wants, you know, despite what your mind wants and despite what, you know, potentially societal expectations or social expectations might be of you. Um, so, you know, if you haven't been resting, this is your sign. If you haven't been treating yourself, it might be fun to play with that energy um, before the sun moves into Gemini. Um, yeah, so the sun is going to be moving into Gemini on May 20th. Yeah, so Gemini is a mutable air sign um, symbolized by the twins and ruled by Mercury, also related to the lover's card in the tarot. So yeah, Gemini is like truly that <laughs> duality energy. And, you know, because they're a mutable air sign, um, they are very open and receptive to change and being in motion, you know, and, you know, being ruled by Mercury. Um, so some of the energies associated with Gemini are, you know, uh, basically a lot of mercurial <laughs> energies. So like communication, um, motion, you know, it, relationships of all kinds, like interactions and relationships of all kinds, flirtiness. Um, they can definitely be intellectual, just like their um, axis opposite signs, uh, Sagittarius, uh, they both kind of share that propensity for the intellectualism. Uh, Geminis are super fun. I love them. <laughs> um, they are curious. They are clever. They can be a bit of a gossip, which so can I as a Sag son. Um, you know, on the kind of shadow side, they can be indecisive. Um, and they can be, you know, quote unquote, unreliable just in terms of, you know, they are always, 
you know, shifting and moving and kind of like seeing the world from a new perspective almost from moment to moment, like through that like mutable air sign energy. So, you know, it just means that like they like, you know, at the time when they might have agreed to do a certain thing, like, you know, the air might take them elsewhere that feels more aligned for them. And of course, not all Geminis are like this. And of course, you know, your personal placements, uh, planetary placements in your birth chart and et cetera, and your houses and all that have to do uh, a lot with what kind of Gemini you are, because I definitely know some, you know, super solid gems. Um, but in general, like it's hard to kind of hold this energy and kind of pin it down and define it. Um, I would say Geminis are like, yeah, probably pretty excellent at <laughs> evolution in their way. Um, so it's definitely some energy to lean into, you know, uh, as we're, we're thinking about evolution as a whole this month, you know, our personal evolution. Um, yeah. So during Gemini season, like I feel like it will probably be a pretty big shift moving from Taurus to Gemini. Um, Gemini season, there's usually like a lot happening. Um, there might be like social events happening. It might just feel like things are like ramping up and moving. Um, so you might be like sharing energy with a lot of people, sharing ideas, like communicating with a lot of people. Um, so that's also especially why I am urging you, encouraging you to rest yourselves and your bodies as much as you need to for the rest of Taurus season. Um, but yeah, it should be, it should be a good time. All right, let's move on though, because I want us to get to our tarot reading today. I'm just talking a lot, um, which I guess is the point of a podcast, but still. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Our other astrology, this is just the kind of astro weather forecast talking about the major planetary placements and transits, as well as our major lunations for the month. So the sun is in Taurus. Uh, Moved into Taurus on April 19th and going until May 20th when the sun will move into Gemini. Mercury is currently in Gemini as of April 29th. Uh, Mercury is stationing retrograde in Gemini on May 10th, which is tomorrow, and is remaining retrograde in Gemini through May 22nd. On May 22nd, Mercury retrogrades all the way back into Taurus and remains traveling backwards in Taurus until June 3rd. On June 3rd, Mercury moves direct in Taurus. Um, So I'm sure you all know about Mercury retrograde. It is a fun, fun, fun time. Um, It's definitely nothing to be scared of. It's just something to be aware of. Um, And Mercury rules all kind of moving things which involves like communication um appliances electronics you know trains planes automobiles all those things so just being aware that while mercury is retrograding like those things may be having a harder time it may you may have more miscommunications you may have plans changing you know train schedules plane schedules changing um different things like that you know uh, appliances breaking down whatever it is so you know nothing to be scared of just something to be aware of and of course like you know anything like that that happens like you know it is inevitable at the end of the day so there's nothing you can really do to prevent it all you can do is you know roll with it and adapt to it and do your best again to remain like anchored um, and present through the winds of change that are coming 
So our lovely Venus. Uh, Venus was in Pisces at the top of the month. On May 2nd, Venus moved into Aries and uh, they will remain there until May 28th. On May 28th, Venus moves into Taurus um, until June 22nd. Um, yeah, so Venus and Aries right now might feel might feel a little spicy, might feel a little intense, might feel like you want to aggressively take care of yourself, might feel like you want to aggressively declare your love to others or passionately work on projects. Um, you know, it can have different implications for you. Um, but then Venus moving into Taurus, uh, that's one of, you know, as we as we just heard, uh, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So Venus loves to hang out in Taurus and we love it when Venus is in Taurus. It's a super, super simpatico time over there. But that'll be pretty much right at the end of the month moving into June. All right. So Mars is in Pisces through uh, the May 24th, and then Mars moves into Aries from May 24th until July 5th. Jupiter, it has been in Pisces since uh, December 28th of 2021, and Jupiter is moving into Aries also tomorrow, May 10th, um, the same day that Mercury goes retrograde. So Jupiter will be in Aries um, beginning May 10th. Jupiter will station retrograde you know, down the line later this month, or rather later this year in July, July 28th, and then retrogrades back into Pisces October 28th, and then goes back direct in Pisces November 23rd, and then moves all the way back into Aries on 12-20, my birthday, 2022. So Jupiter is doing a whole journey, but moving quite slowly. Um, but, you know, since this is such a big energy you know, large and in charge energy, um, you will likely feel that shift of Jupiter moving into Aries um, versus the, the feeling, this collective sensation of Jupiter being in Pisces. Um, Saturn is still in Aquarius. Uranus is in Taurus. Neptune is in Pisces. Pluto is retrograde in Capricorn at the moment and those are all the planets. Um, in terms of our lunations, uh, yeah, I've mentioned this you know, throughout the whole episode. Um, but we are in eclipse season, which means that we are in a two-week portal between a solar and a lunar eclipse. Um, and of course, you know, like most uh, cosmic events, the effects tend to ripple out before and after the actual two weeks. So we've been feeling it for a while and it'll continue for a little while after the next eclipse. So um, it began with our new moon in Taurus, which was April 30th, um, which was a partial solar eclipse. And then it will end, this particular eclipse season will end with our full moon in Scorpio on Monday, May 16th, which is a total lunar eclipse. Um, and, you, you know, you can look up and read a lot about these eclipses happening on the Taurus-Scorpio axis, um, happening for the next little while, like until I think until 2023, we're bopping and bouncing around this axis on the eclipses um but this particular yeah series of eclipses began in november 2021 so you can kind of look back check the dates for when that started um and see if any of the themes of you know that were happening in your life around november 2021 are happening right now and of course you can always check 
the houses that you have that are ruled by the signs in your astrological chart um, and see if any of those themes of the houses, you know, in <laughs> reference to the signs or the eclipses are happening, um, if any of them resonate for you or give you any information about, you know, what kind of medicine there is for you. All right. Oh, and then, sorry, last thing. <laughs> we have our new moon in Gemini on May 30th, um, and that'll just be a regular new moon, no eclipse, and we should be pretty free and clear of the energy by then. Um, and just, yeah, just eclipses are like, you know, they're kind of like lightning bolts. They, there are a lot of things. Um, so just be aware of the sudden propensity for change or unexpected events of things kind of getting resurfaced um just be aware that that might happen and again just like with the retrogrades like you just can roll with it and be as present as possible with it um, in order to support your own evolution because eclipses don't exist just to you know annoy us um they also exist to help us to help reveal and kind of like light a fire under our ass you know for whatever whatever it is that we need that fire lit for so just being aware that they're here as medicine um and they're here to help you like like most challenges that arrive and arise all right my dears so that is it for our astro forecast we're gonna take a real super one minute quick break for our sponsor and then we will be back with our collective tarot reading for the month of may stay tuned all right, so we're going to get into the collective tarot reading for the month of May. And as always, you're welcome to take whatever works and leave the rest. So today we have three cards, three questions that we'll be exploring for our tarot reading. So the first card and the first question is the energy invitation of the month. And for that, we got Daughter of Fire. Um, this is from the Vision Quest Tarot deck, also known as Page of Wands in other decks. So Daughter of Fire, um, on this card we see a, a beautiful scene. Um, there is a young girl or like an adolescent girl in the foreground and she's holding up a, you know, a dish of burning herbs um, up towards the sky kind of as an offering. And around her you see like a beautiful green lush landscape um, some beautiful red, like they're either like poppies or tulips, um, growing in the field around her. And then in the background, you see a really beautiful sunset or sunrise, um, that has oranges and pinks and purples. Uh, so it's a really vibrant and a really lovely card. Yeah. So Daughter of Fire is, you know, showing up this month to, invite us to rekindle something within ourselves or perhaps maybe to kindle something for the very first time um, and by that of course I mean like you know ignite a flame ignite a fire ignite a spark um, you know in general the energy that we're in right now you know we're in Taurus season the earth is warming the earth is blooming in the northern hemisphere warming blooming awakening um, and coming into its fullness so daughter of wands is asking us like what is awakening within us you know where and how is our magic calling to us where and how are our fires calling to us how does our creativity want to blossom and spread um 
Yeah. And so daughter of fire, you know, related to the wands suit in the tarot, related to the energy of magic and creativity and fire, you know, and at times like sexuality or sensuality. Um, Yeah. So that's the kind of energy that we're in. And, you know, the pages or the daughter here, um, as far as the court cards, you know, that is an invitation or an initiation to you know, at times to kind of like get back to the essence of things, um, at times to begin again, at times to cultivate a beginner's mind, even if you're not a beginner. Um, and so very particularly, you know, she's showing up to remind us that, you know, it is okay to start again. Like as I've been talking about, you know, the the willingness to be open to retracing your steps and to choosing something different the willingness to flirt with new ideas and embark upon new projects and pathways of possibility. Um, Even though we're in like a heavy fixed energy right now, it doesn't mean that we need to be heavy and fixed, you know, all of the time. We're allowed to be dynamic creatures. We're allowed to, you know, rest our bodies deeply while still like dreaming and conjuring and creating um, when we have the energy to do so you know it doesn't need to be all one thing the whole season or the whole month Um, so you know she's letting us know it is safe to be curious um, and our curiosity can and you know hopefully will lead us to unexpected places and hopefully those unexpected places can lead us to greater fulfillment, uh, greater nourishment, and greater integrity for our spirits, our bodies, and our minds as well. So, you know, following our curiosity, you know, remaining (laughs) curious, cultivating a beginner's mind, being open to start again, being open to new ideas, new inspirations, like to be inspired and kind of like turned on by the world and just like, what is out here? How am I in relationship with it? Like, what can we do together? What's possible? Like, what magic is here, right? Um, so you can ask yourself, you know, how, how can you work with the natural forces of magic? And how can you work with the vivacious beauty of the earth in order to support your own expansion and growth? How can you enter into delicious reciprocity with the earth and with spirit as well? How can you feed the universe with your energy and how can you receive the beautiful, bountiful blessings that the universe feeds back to you? Um, So that's definitely an element of this card is that that ceremonious offering that she's holding up, that those burning herbs that she's holding up. Um, as an offering, as like an energy in order to receive energy back. So, you know, this month in general, um, you're invited to be intentional about embodying your magic. You are invited to remain curious um, and maybe even a little bit silly. (laughs) And, you know, you can talk to the flowers, you can talk to animals, you can talk to the sky and the sun you can weave ceremony into your everyday. Um, you can hold space for synchronicity. You can expect miracles, you know, like there's no real limits here. Um, you can prioritize time for creation, for spells, for art, um, or however else you express your own personal creative fires. 
Um, and lastly, just because it is the, you know, the daughter of ones that came out today, um, definitely paying special attention to your inner kid um, and making sure to have fun while you're doing it. Like we don't need to be doing heavy inner child work necessarily, or maybe you do need to be doing that. I don't know what you need personally, but in general, the invitation of this card for the collective is like, you know, inner child healing through play and through fun and through art and through creation and through curiosity and adventurousness, you know, like activating those parts of you that are seeking that kind of fulfillment of fun and play and adventure and pleasure in that way um, and, and meeting those needs as a way to help your inner child feel, you know, safe and fulfilled. All right. So for our next card, uh, the next question is how to work with our curiosity. We got kind of a heavy card <laughs> for this. Um, we got Ten of Fire. Um, subtext on this deck is oppression. And in this deck, we see a skull, like a skull with antlers, like maybe, you know, a big, a big buck or something like that. Um, you know, just bare, kind of buried into the earth. And behind it, you see ten arrows and the whole landscape is like a little bit gray and orange there's like a smoldering fire there um this is also known as ten of wands in in the other decks in the rider Waite smith um so you know ten of wands is generally um like a very someone carrying like a very heavy load right so ten of fire oppression <laughs> in answer to how to work with our curiosity so of course, this is a heavy card. It was a lighthearted question. It's a heavy card. And that, you know, that in itself gives us context uh, for the medicine here. Um, and the context and the medicine is that, like, in general, it seems that there is some excavating to be done in order to connect with our curiosity. Um, there is, it's there, but there's something weighing on it and it needs to be you know, released uh, or shifted in order to let that, that curiosity flow. So question, friend, what are you carrying? What? And let me interject. And I know, I know I talk about this a lot. I talk a lot about clearing your plate. Um, and it's not because, you know, it's the only thing I have to say, but it's because as we know, uh, as we talked about this episode, like we are constantly evolving from moment to moment and, you know, we can't, we can't stay in the same, you know, situations and commitments and projects, um, like that we previously committed to just for the sake of commitment. Like they have to in some way light us up or they have to in some way, you know, feel like something that we want to be doing in order for us to be fulfilled doing them. So like the reason why we're always talking about this is because I want you to be constantly checking in with yourself uh, and just being really honest about yourself and if things like no longer feel aligned. Um, so that's my <laughs> interjection for longtime listeners. So that being said, what projects, what energies, and what beliefs are you carrying? How do these energies, beliefs, projects, commitments, how do they weigh you down? Um, what stories do these structures and this kind of sensation of being held and fixed and tethered to these structures, um, what stories do they tell you about the way things are and always will be? 
Um, what stories do they tell you about your capacities and your capabilities? What stories do they tell you about your limits and what is possible or true? Yeah, so just, you know, taking <laughs> taking honest stock of what's weighing you down, whether that be in the physical, in relation to other people, in relation to work, in relation to creativity, or just in relation to your own, you know, very internal experience of being human like what is weighing you down and like is there anything that can be shifted even removing one wand one stick like lightening the load a little bit is it possible and if not why not and of course you know I I can't speak to everyone's experiences like you know you may have a commitment that you actually can't get out of that you actually don't want to be doing but you need to for some reason and of course like you know, everyone's situation is different and I'm never going to, you know, <laughs> judge you or shame you or advise you otherwise. Like, I don't want you to quit your job if you don't have a backup income because uh, I want you to be safe and healthy. Um, so, of course, as I <laughs> have been saying, like, take whatever works for you and see, you know, if you can't make a big change like that, like what little changes can you make around the ways that you use your precious, beautiful, creative fires and your beautiful life force energy? Um, so the message here is also like, and remember, we're talking about how to work with our curiosity. Um, and that's like the essence of what we're trying to get to here. So no matter how stuck, quote unquote, stuck things might seem, um, you know, remember that it, it is always possible to unwind them. You know, Taurus style, we can move slowly but surely and step by step. Eclipse season style, you know, sometimes things can shift in an instant, a snap of a finger, a burst of lightning or a tower moment. Um, so with all that being said, to connect with your curiosity, see if you can find a moment, like just a moment to put everything else down, like all of your commitments, deadlines, projects, everything that's like kind of pulling at your energy, just put it aside for a moment. Um, see what it feels like to lighten your energies and your atmosphere, which, you know, I also will always advise this, like, you know, spending some time alone with yourself and your experience and, you know, potentially your connection to spirit or your connection to magic. Um, and, you know, being able to stay radically present with yourself and remain curious about what that means for you. So, yeah, just <laughs> put everything to the side for a second. Connect to that deep inner part of yourself and see what your curiosity is calling you to because it might be something unexpected. Um, and, you know, this card coming up alongside our Daughter of Fire, our card of the month, is, you know, definitely an excellent invitation to do some inner child work. And as I already mentioned, you know, the inner child work doesn't need to necessarily be heavy or sad. You know, sometimes it can be, but sometimes it can be fun. So like check in with your inner kid about what kinds of desires for adventure, for creations, creativity, indulgences, um, and curiosity. See what your inner child reflects back to you and then see about you know, prioritizing some of those things, some of those wands, uh, some of those energies, like, it's okay, you know, if you have the capacity to it, you can, you know, add to your wands or add to your loads. Um, if you have the capacity, you know, ideally, you can keep things balanced, keep things, you know, solid, keep things not too much. Um, but, you know, you're allowed to change what you're carrying, even if that means like, 
pushing a project deadline forward so that you can go camping or something or go to a concert or something that like really, really lights you up and fills you with joy. So allow your curiosity to lead this month. And again, it might require some excavating, some reckoning, some like unadulting. Um, <laughs> it might require some of that, um, but allow your curiosity to lead and be open to where it will take you. It will probably be somewhere unexpected and hopefully delightful or at least revelatory in some kind of way. All right, so our final card here, uh, our final question is how can we nourish ourselves and our bodies for the long term? How can we nourish ourselves and our bodies for the long term? And the card that we got here is integration, um, which is the equivalent to temperance in this deck. So in this card, we see a woman. Um, she is seated in front of a weaving loom. She is weaving a tapestry um, and it has like kind of like corn stalk in the middle, has all these birds woven in. And then at the top of the card, there are also birds that seem to be flying up out of the tapestry up into the sky um, in this kind of beautiful uh, formation kind of flowing out of the tapestry. And also in this card um, at the bottom left corner, we see a spider and its web. All right. So, you know, for us this month, again, the question is, how can we nourish ourselves and our bodies for the long term? And we got integration. So, you know, what this means is like, you know, it may seem there may be a perception um, <laughs> that we as humans are made up of, you know, separate uh, dissonant parts. However, you know, I believe that we are actually, you know, one glorious, whole and unique being. You know, I like to think of it as like we have our spirits or our souls, um, we have our minds, and then we have our bodies. And our bodies are not separate from us. Our bodies are not our enemies. Our bodily needs are not an inconvenience. Um, our bodies are beautiful vessels for the spark of life that carries us. And our bodies are incredible altars to the living divine that is an integral part of us. So, you know, a lot of us might not have, you know, and, and myself definitely included in this, like might not have altogether positive relationships with our bodies. Um, and that might have to do with some of the, you know, messaging conscious or subconscious that, you know, we receive our whole lives around like what our bodies are quote unquote supposed to look like, you know, what is normative in, you know, the white, cis, hetero, thin, fit, able bodied norm that is kind of like in a lot of cases like forced down our throats. Um, you know, and I, I yeah, I do see representation changing in terms of things like, you know, clothing websites actually having like models with different bodies and different skin tones and stuff, but not all clothing websites. So, you know, people are still catching up. But definitely when I was growing up, like I did not see a lot of, you know, body body positive or fat positive uh, messaging in terms of the advertising and in terms of like, you know, the the actors and actresses, um, you know, on shows and things like that. So that little tangent just to say that there might be 
many reasons why you may or may not have a positive relationship with your body or you know perhaps you experience you know chronic illness or chronic pain um and you know i don't experience those things um but you know perhaps that might impact your relationship with your body um or there might be something else you know that that affects it so that all being said that like sometimes we might want to disassociate from our bodies sometimes we might want to blame our bodies for you know, when they feel sick or when they're not able, when they get injured, when they don't look the way that we want them to or fit into the clothes that we want them to fit into. So that is all, you know, valid that 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 happens for some of us and that that is some of our experience. And, you know, the more that we are able to love our bodies yes hard hard and maybe sounds like cheesy to you I don't know the more that we're able to love our bodies or at least you know be present with our bodies hopefully respect them hopefully take care of them the more that we're able to care for our bodies in whatever ways they need the more integrated and whole and better we will feel because as I mentioned we are you know, made up of a spirit, of a body, of a mind. And so the body is a really, really big part of that um, and literally controls, you know, all of your faculties, all of your functions, all of the ways in which you are alive right now. So, you know, the better that we are able to integrate our bodies into all that we do, the more whole, the more grounded and the more embodied we will feel. The more we communicate with, listen to, and honor the needs of our bodies, the more we will be able to feel aware of our own limits and not push past them or deplete and exhaust ourselves. So, you know, again, like radical presence, radical listening, you know, this involves being attuned to your body and being attuned to the signals that your body sends you around when they need rest, when they need food when they need water when they need movement um you know and you know the more you're able to listen to that and also you know react to it and react to it in a positive way and then maybe even in the future like be proactive like once you learn and once you're being present with yourself and you're learning what you need like maybe you can you know set up some certain habits or certain protocols like setting a timer (laughs) remembering to eat lunch or something like that um, that can help you not reach a point of exhaustion or a point where your body needs to like cry for help so you know that's about the body but also about the spirit like we're, we're doing both we're, we're integrating we're talking about temperance energy here um, the major arcana and the tarot so we want to be taking care of our bodies and we want to be taking care of our spirits um, and one will definitely positively impact the other and vice versa um, because all that you do you know nourishes you or depletes you hopefully nourishes you um so all that you do contributes to the energy that you hold and the the reality that you experience so you know understanding that the ways in which you treat yourself and talk to yourself have a real effect on you as a whole so recommendations for how to work with this energy um you know check in with yourself like see how you can better meet your own needs holistically meaning all parts of you body spirit mind um you know spiritual self-care and physical self-care fulfilling focused work and expansive light-hearted play time cozy and resting and time moving outdoors 
time to laugh and adventure with friends and quiet time to reflect with your own energy. And of course, you know, this balance will be different for everyone, for everyone's, you know, desire, for everyone's like ability within their bodies or within, you know, their their society or, you know, community to to do these different kinds of activities. And yeah, so my my prescription for feeling integrated, feeling balanced, feeling whole is not going to be the same for you. So just, you know, think about that, take stock within yourself and think about what you need to do, what you can do to show up with yourself better and to have a, a more integrated experience that in the long run is going to nourish you more fully than if you're just tending to one part of yourself or the other. All right, my dears, so that is it for our collective tarot reading for the month of May. As always, I hope that you found some medicine in there. And to finish up the episode, um, I'm going to just read something that I wrote back in 2019. Um, Just a little, some little words that maybe will be helpful or inspiring to you. This is called Back to Earth. You don't have to show up perfect or rested or healed. You don't even have to show up whole or with the right shoes on. You need only to show up just as you are. Wounded here, tender there, hopeless in between. You need only to show up inevitably human and throw yourself at her feet. For when you drop to your knees, the ground will rise up to meet you and soften your fall with grasses and sands. You don't need any magic words, and you hardly need even ask. If you'll allow her, Mother Nature will draw you close. As one of her children, she will hold you, comfort you, and help bring you back to Earth. She'll guide you to the deep well of love inside of you, and help you to remember that this is your essential essence. And if you allow yourself to become quiet enough, you will start to feel the sway of her rhythms, the natural ebb and flow. And if you relax into your breath deeply enough, if you trust it to guide you, you may find yourself becoming in tune with her rhythms as well, lungs breathing deeper than they knew they needed. And in this quiet place, you might begin to listen differently, to notice more. The bird songs, the leaves rustling overhead, the gentle breeze, the dances of the bees. You might receive something from these creatures, a message, a knowing, a song. And when you get to the deepest place, the place of pure flow, of breathing and humming with the earth, of knowing that everything is as it should be, there, in that place, you will meet spirit. And when you meet spirit, when your heart is bursting full with love and trust, you will laugh because you will recognize spirit as a part of yourself, a part that was there all along, always connected to the miracle of being alive, a blessed child of the universe. 
He just needed to come back to earth to find it. All right, my dear earthly beings, I wish you a beautiful rest of your month, rest of May, and I will be back with you in June. Take excellent care of yourselves until then. Thank you so much for listening to Magic and Medicine. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and sharing with a friend. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, you can join our Patreon for as little as $5 a month or make a one-time donation on our Anchor page. Our patrons truly make the world go round and we are infinitely grateful for them. This podcast and its introduction were created, recorded, edited, and produced by me, Sarah Rain. Thank you for joining me where the magic happens.